Hello everyone, this is Pastor Scott. And this is Pastor Don from Good Samaritan Lutheran Church here in Las Vegas. And you're listening to Good News from Good Sam, our podcast. This is where we go deeper into our weekly message and give you some spiritual food for the week. So we hope that you enjoy listening today and always feel free to share it with some of your friends as well. Absolutely. We just hope that our time together today will bless you and that will bring you a little bit closer to God and His love for you. Hey everyone, welcome to Deeper. Good to see you guys. Good to see you guys. Welcome to the Easter, the post-Easter edition of Deeper. And to people listening to the podcast as well. Our podcast is good news from Good Sam, found on all all the major mm-hmm. podcast platforms yep. or access through our website as well, goodsamlb.com. So, Pastor Don, mm. are we worn out from Easter or do we, or what? No, you, energized. Ener- okay. Energized. Okay. We are not, we are, Easter is not the end line here at Good Samaritan. We use Easter as a jumping off point to get more people connected to Christ. Summerlin, even in Summerlin South. Even in Summerlin South. Good to see you, Joe. So I hope those of you, I hope some of you tuned in uh, to the Easter services and or were here in person because I thought they were excellent. Tommy, what was your favorite part of the Easter services? You were saying the other day in staff meeting. Yeah, Natalie. I mean the sermon, of it, course. It wasn't yeah, the so sermon. She did not say the sermon. I was a little. She didn't even mention the that. sermon. No. I know. Um, we had a beautiful opening song sung by Natalie. It was very impactful, and I really enjoyed it. It was really nice. Yeah. You know, yesterday. Um, I forget who on Good News at Noon also commented about the beautiful music on Easter. And I looked at Ron and I said, they always love the music, but they'd never say anything about the sermon. Never. And that's then they, okay. Then they tried to make it up. Yeah, you know. yeah, that's right. Yeah, we know how. Music, music is always a part that touches your heart anyway. So we're glad that uh, you guys enjoy the music because we enjoy it as well. That's right. So. The sermon was okay too. Yeah. <laughs> well, now we're going to dig in deeper. Yes. And digging deeper to the sermon. So, um, God, I kind of almost want to go a different direction. I was reading something from Emily Bowles Weber online today, yesterday. And uh, so this is, has nothing to do with the sermon, but I just thought it was such a good point. She was, she's an uh, ELCA pastor who doesn't necessarily run a church. She's more of a speaker now at this point, but she's kind of a... She was a little rough around the edges. Kind of like Luther uh, was. Luther was yeah. rough around the edges. She's all tatted up. Uh, I, from what I understand, she's fairly liberal with some of the four-letter words because uh, she's just really good at telling it like it is. She had an inner-city ministry for a lot of years. And, um, and they didn't really meet in a church, right? So, I mean, she was dealing with people. I, I thought at one point it was even in a bar. Yeah, yeah. She's, uh, yeah. Her ministry is very different. She reaches people that your typical ELCA church or ELCA pastor is not going to reach. And um, she just has a way of seeing the world through, I think, some very realistic eyes. And she, one of the kids, she was speaking at a school in Montana, uh, a college, and one of the kids asked her, you know, kind of what is her hope for herself? And she said, my hope is I will quit letting social media and media in general tell me how I should feel about people who have different opinions from me. Mm-hmm. Um, she's obviously very liberal. She's a kind of a inner city type of a 
person, so she's big into social justice and and so forth. And you know, it, her point was when I see a blue a Blue Lives Matter or one of those blue flags, you know, yep. uh, media has told me to look at that and go, well, that person must not like black people therefore that person must be a racist that therefore i do not like that person and that person could actually be a very nice person who supports their son's baseball team and treats people well and with respect but media has told her that if somebody is flying that particular flag or doing something like that that that's what they are and that's how they're you're supposed to judge them if you're on the other side of the aisle conversely um it's funny i heard this one the other day social justice uh someone was had put down that they were into social justice and one of my right wing right wing friends said that well that must mean that they support black Lives matter and they're in favor of the riots that take place in inner cities and i'm like when did social justice become about supporting riots in cities uh but that's what their side told them that they're supposed to think about people who are into social justice and her point was i my goal is to stop letting stupid social media and stupid politicians tell me how I'm supposed to feel about other people just because of their political beliefs, and especially if those political beliefs differ from me. Well, I was like, that's really good. Well, and you shared the article with me. She was writing on Monday, Thursday, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I think it does fit into what you preached about on Sunday, too, because if we let all of that stuff define ourselves as well as our views of other people, we're not really on track with what we're talking about an Easter, right. which is the life-giving water of Jesus. Right. And there's a totally different lens. Right. On Monday, Thursday, Jesus said, I give you a new commandment. You are to love one another as I first loved you. And Jesus doesn't look at us with political lenses. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look at it. He looks at us in our entirety as human beings, as children of God. And um, yet we have gotten into a day and an age where we look at people through, we put them in categories very quickly. And then we judge them because of those categories that we've put them in. Yep. You know, and they might not even be in those categories, but just because of a bumper sticker or something we've seen on their social media or whatever, we've had to put them in their categories. And that is not at all the kind of love that Jesus calls us to. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the world we live in, and it is a constant battle. I know I struggle with it. And uh, I just think it was a good reminder that we should all struggle with that a little bit and be a little bit less quick to put people in categories and to judge them. Uh, And a lot of times because of what other people tell us that we're supposed to think about them. Which is just stupid. I mean, remember, my friends, politicians try to make you afraid of the other side so you will vote for their side. They use fear as their number one tactic. So if you're listening to politicians and letting politicians tell you how you should feel about people, you are making a very big mistake. kind of think that's not where we go for our advice. No. What did Jesus say? Don't be afraid. How many times did he say, don't be afraid? 300 and... One for every day of the year. Amazing. 365. Yeah, actually 366, one and plus one for leap year. For like a leap year. So 366 times in the Bible. um, It says not be afraid. To not be afraid. So, yeah. Anyway, but I I just read that and it really struck me because it is obviously an area that I struggle with a little bit and I think a lot of people do and I see it in our culture. I think that... um, when you have those initial reactions, it's so important to like just sort of be aware of them and sit with it and be and try to get curious about what is prompting this reaction. And when you do that, you can kind of 
pinpoint like, oh, it's because this is what I've been heard, but is that true about this person or, right. or whatever? Yeah. I think it's, um, we're very fast paced right. and quick in our lives and we don't take the time to really sit with our reactions or our thoughts to be uh, and curious with them to be to be really trying to understand the source of it to to help maybe have better perspective or understanding how boring would this place be if we all agreed on everything yeah by goodness you know it's funny because we won't even do that with just people we'll do it with an entire category of people Mm -hmm. you know these people that show up to these kinds of rallies all of them are like this well there's thousands of people there so are they all like that it's just but it is it is what we do um, and we have to be really, really careful with that. And I just, I'm glad that she made me think about that because I, I do tend to get a little upset with some of my brothers and sisters that have different political views than myself. Yeah, I, I, I hear it from you all the time. Oh, you you look at me like that. Uh, you know what? You're just like you're just like all those people <laughs> on that side of the aisle. Um, I was just talking to someone else about it too. How the perception of homelessness like all homeless people are drunks and drug addicts you know it's just you have that view or not everyone does but it's one of them some yeah they're lazy poor people are lazy i mean we we, you you could go on and on and on uh and we have to be really careful about that so i'm going to try and do a segue okay segue away well segue away but i mean really what we what you were talking about in your message on Easter was the life-giving water of Jesus. And the only way, because I mean, I've said sometimes in church, if we as Christians can't figure this one out and how we get along with each other, mm-hmm. even though we have different vi- political viewpoints or economic viewpoints or things like that, then I think there is no hope for the world. I mean, if if we who hear the good news cannot, and are encouraged. Inco- right, mm-hmm. and cannot incorporate that into our own daily lives, I don't have a lot of hope. But I do have hope because there is the life-giving water that Christ alone can give. And we have to be careful because sometimes Christians can be the most judgmental of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even on other Christians, kind of because they bring in a, they bring in an element of self-righteousness to it, and uh, it, that can be really oh, yeah. damaging. Yep. It can be. Um, so, but what the kind of the message was for this weekend was a reminder that. Our souls need the living water of Christ like our bodies need H2O, liquid H2O. And if we don't have liquid H2O, things start to go haywire with our bodies. Our mouths get dry. We don't see very well. We don't think very clearly. And if we don't have that living water in our souls, our souls start to go a little haywire. Our hearts get hard. We get pretty judgmental. We get short-tempered. We live very selfishly and and other symptoms as you can imagine. And both our souls and our bodies need that water, but our souls need the living water of Jesus Christ. And uh, that's, that's important. And it's, that's, that's how you battle that, that judgmentalism. Because right now that's what society is encouraging mm-hmm. us. I mean, like I said, we're, we've gotten very polarized and both sides are really encouraging you to hate the other side, which will bring you closer to their side. And, it's that living water that reminds us that we are all children of God. We are all united in Christ. We might have different opinions. We might even have different political opinions. But that doesn't mean right. um, that we're really all that different. And then, so we need to make sure that we're spending some time feeling ourselves that living water. And this is where it comes into Easter. 
we wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a living water if Christ didn't rise from the tomb. You know, and that's kind of the key. It would just, you know, he'd just be a great teacher and they'd be good ideas. But ideas don't change your soul. They don't nourish your soul. Um, it's faith that does that in the living water of Christ. Because if you look at 1 Corinthians twelve thirteen, it says, Each of us is now part of Christ's resurrection body. Because of what Christ did and our faith in Christ, you know, in other words, accepting who he was, who he said he was, and what he said, and what we read that he did, we get connected to that resurrection power. That becomes, that power, that living water becomes a part of our lives as well. Each of us is now a part of Christ's resurrection body. Look at this. Refreshed and sustained as at one fountain, his Holy Spirit, where we can all come to drink. So, You, you made an analogy in, in, in your sermon. Or, you know, we can go a number of days or even maybe a couple, two, three weeks without food, but you can't go very long without water. Truth. Believe it or not, and I know both of you might faint when I tell you this, but a number of years ago, I actually went running. And I w- this was like... Was somebody I, chasing you? Yeah, exactly. It was, it was a cop. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I went jogging on the farm in North Dakota. I, was, I, th- I think it was maybe my freshman year of college or something like that. And it was actually on the 4th of July. And it was a pretty hot day. And I, I ran six miles, but I didn't have any water with me. Mm. And I remember getting back, and I knew I was in trouble. Mm. And something told me, you know, I, I needed to drink, but I shouldn't drink too much right away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and obviously, well, maybe I didn't fully recover from it. It might explain a few things, <laughs> even now. But, but literally, I was probably gone, what, 45 minutes, an hour? But that little time with some exertion and then without water... I could have paid a bigger price than I realized. And, and, and I think sometimes that's true in our life, too. If we don't refresh ourselves uh, on a regular basis with the living water of Christ, uh, there's going to be some problems. And I think you have to have a plan, too. I mean, just like another analogy, I've done a lot of backpacking, and we've been in places where you have to um, purify your own water or mm-hmm. places where there's not going to be access to purifiable water. So you have to plan ahead and either pack in the water or plan where you're going to hit your next water source to be mm-hmm. able to, to, um, purify it. And I think that, you know, applies to this. You need mm-hmm. to have a plan in place on how you're going to be, you know, receiving that living water. And what is your plan for making sure that you're getting that? You can't just kind of leave it up to chance. Yeah. And, I would hope that, you know, all of us would do it on a regular basis, that it's not just, hey, I'm going on a trip, mm-hmm. I'll do it now, but we need it all the time. And, you know, and that's one of the good things about this medium, too, but but also regular church attendance, you know, not mm-hmm. just, hey, when I feel like it. I mean, I mean, we tell Parker, you know, you need to drink water even if you don't feel like mm-hmm. you need it because we dehydrate sooner than we expect to. Mm-hmm. Same thing with regular church attendance or tuning in online is that, eh, I don't need to go. Eh, you probably do, or you need to listen. Yeah, that is one of the benefits of church. It's like those, it's one of those um, way stations, like if you're running a marathon, you know, they have the places where you can get water. Church is that place where you can go to get water, whether it be in a small group or at worship or online like this yeah it's a good point Tommy you need a plan when I was thinking too a lot about it after Sunday um, you know you hear a lot of testimonials where 
the person maybe didn't have much spiritual connection or they, but you know, they kind of get to this point where they're basically dying of thirst before they really are like, I'm going to reach out to this now, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's, um, I think it's interesting because you could see it happening in, in so many different ways where someone has been so depleted of that living water and now they're in this desperation of like, I've got to f fix myself or nothing's going to fix it. You know right. what I mean? And that's They're so they sad. They're so angry. They're yeah. so depressed that literally their souls are just starving to Di death. Yeah, yeah. Dying of dying thirst. Dying of thirst. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's a really, that's a really good point. And some people actually just accept that as normal. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's just the way life is. You know, life's full of fears. Life's full of anxiety. Life's full of depression. You know, and I'm just going to learn to live with it. I'm just like, that'd be like learning to live with being dehydrated all the time. You don't have to live that way. Christ, that's why Christ came, is to provide that kind of living water for our lives so that we don't have to be stuck in this in this cycle of anxiety or fear or sadness or whatever it is that your dry soul is leading you to feel like um yeah it doesn't mean you don't experience those things we should probably clarify right, that right, even a right. even a soul that's well nourished um will sometimes experience those things but it just it doesn't become a part of your life it doesn't stay with you all the time i'm going to throw a tickler out there because our next sermon series is going to talk about how to be content Ooh, i know and and tickler you mean a teaser well, that too. Okay. <laughs> I was going to tickle. But, you okay. Know, I guess that's tickle. Not you, you tickle, I'll tease. Okay. <laughs> Probably not politically correct. Sorry about that. I'm going to retract that statement. I did not make that statement. Uh, but, I, I mean, Paul talks about it. I think teachings of Jesus is how do we learn to be content in the various stages of life? And so we're going to talk about that starting in about three weeks. Yeah, that's going to be, a, I can't wait. That's going to be a really good sermon series. I'm looking forward to that. Um, so, you know, we, we had a little nice little acronym that we used on Easter services where you can, where do you go to find this living water? And we used the acronym of well. Go to the well. Go to the well. Um, and that is simply accept the work of Jesus, receive the energy of Jesus, right? Let that, the energy of that Holy Spirit come into you and then embrace the love and the life that comes in Jesus. So really bottom line is you go to Jesus, but it's it's not just about going to Jesus. How do you do it? You have to you have to develop a faith. You get to the point where you believe, like I said, you believe who He says He was. Mm -hmm. You accept the energy that comes from your faith, and then you remind yourself every day about how much He loves you mm -hmm. and the life that's present in the midst of that. I was thinking, you know, because it was Easter, and you know, some people don't buy what we believe. You know, how could somebody die on the cross and mm -hmm. rise again in three days? And we were talking a little about political things. Charles Colson was Richard Nixon's hatchet man. Yep. And became a Christian, actually. In prison. In prison while he was, you know, convicted and found guilty of some of the things associated with Watergate. Became a Christian, started the prison ministry fellowship, prison fellowship, and he was asked about the resurrection and, and whether, how could he believe it? And he said, listen, I've been in Washington long enough. And he said, you couldn't get 12 guys there to agree on any, any one story because they'd just be covering their behinds. Yeah, that's exactly what So happened. he said, I know it's true because they all, you know, it's the same story presented in different ways. Mm -hmm. So he said, it had to be true. <laughs> that's a really that's good funny. point. What else did you take from the sermon, Tommy? Um, 
Well, I feel like for the rest of the day, anytime I drank water, I thought of the sermon. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That was the point. <laughs> That's awesome. But it's little things like that that are good reminders. Yeah. You know? When you refresh yourself with a glass of water, a sip of water, it's also that reminder to refresh ourselves with the life-giving water of Jesus. Right? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I know yeah. I, I know, it's kind of funny, but yeah. I, I mean, it seriously was a reminder yeah. every time I took a drink of water. It was kind of warm in that af- the afternoon, so it was very refreshing. And it was just like the reminder, like, oh, like what a great, you know, analogy, yeah. really, um, that take you the, had made in the sermon just to, to have that as a reminder. Take a little sip of Jesus. That's right. Yeah. And there's a lot of ways to do it. You can do it in prayer, you can do it in worship, you can do it through Christian music. Um, You can do it by acts of service and kindness towards others. In all of those ways, uh, that living water is able to kind of pour into our souls. And one of the things, um, I didn't really make this analogy really well in the sermon, but I thought it it was a good one. I would like to go a little deeper into that, is this idea that water flows where it will. You know, it can flow into cracks in your house in ways that you wouldn't like, but it also can flow over a mighty Niagara Falls. I mean, water presents itself in a lot of different ways and so does the life-giving water it can be a flood at times when you uh when when the power of the spirit is working in powerful ways it can literally just flood your life but also can just kind of seep into those places mm-hmm. slowly sometimes where it needs to be most of the transformations that i have seen happen slowly over time in people's lives every now and then you get a big transformation um but it's just really interesting how that living water kind of flows into our hearts and into lives in so many different ways just like real water I was thinking about the well analogy, and and then it is well with my soul. When Mm. we go to the well, uh, the work of Jesus, the energy of Jesus, embracing the life and love of Jesus, then it's going to be well with our soul. Without him, without the well we get from him, it's going to be hard to be um, where we want to be, Mm because you're right. I mean... I'd like to tell you I never worry or I'm never concerned or I'm never anxious, but that's just not true. Mm -hmm. But that's also then the reminder to me I need to go back to the well so it can be well with my soul. And so our prayer for you today, my friends, is that you will accept the living water of Jesus Christ into your heart today, tomorrow, and every day. I know most of you do. That's why you tune in. Uh, But it is an everyday thing. We have to drink water every day, sometimes several times a day in order for, for that water to do us much good. Um, and that analogy probably applies to the living water of Christ as well. We have to sip into that water, whether it be like prayer through music or even through just some quiet time, taking in God's creation or just uh, being quiet and letting the Holy Spirit speak to your soul. Probably more than once a day mm-hmm. to, for it to really nourish our souls. Yep. You know, And uh, our prayer is that you will do that because it will help you be a little bit more spiritually alive, help you be stronger emotionally, physically, and of course spiritually. Um, It reminds you that your future is secured in heaven and that it will bring you closer to God, which was really the goal of Jesus Christ coming in the first place. That's right. That's all I have today. Yeah, I thought it was a great Easter message, so thank you. Thank you to you folks, whether you're on Facebook Live or listening to the podcast. Appreciate that. And you're always, always welcome. Go to the website, goodsamlv.com, and you can find links to previous sermons and that there as well. Yeah. Hi, Tracy. Good to see you guys. It's just so nice to have all you guys with. Thanks for being part of our Wednesday community here on um, Deeper. Since you called out Tracy, she's a high school classmate of mine. 
No. I'm in Florida right now. You're kidding me. No. Nope. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding, wow. am I, Tracy? I wouldn't. She's kidding. that old? I was going to say, I was going to make an old joke, but I didn't want to give Tracy a Tracy, cut into that. you tune in to good news from good, and then they, they insult us. Forgive them, for they do not know <laughs> what they do. Forget they do not know what they do. That's right that you're with us. Tracy, good to have uh, you here. Catherine. Catherine in Germany. Is yeah, and she was with us on Sunday morning. I saw her online on Sunday, too. Happy Easter to That's you, so Catherine. awesome, yeah. Well. And we do. We wish you all a happy Easter. I pray yeah. that the the resurrection power of Jesus Christ, that living water, is alive in all of y'all's life. It doesn't end on Easter Sunday. It sure doesn't. It's what doesn't. keeps us going all the time. It's just the beginning. Yep. God bless you all. Thanks for tuning in. Right, bye, bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us for this episode of Good News from Good Sam. We ask that you would join us again for our next podcast as we continue to go deeper. And remember to subscribe to the show where you listen to podcasts so that you don't miss an episode. And again, I'm Pastor Scott. And I'm Pastor Don. Thanks for listening, and we just hope you have a great day. Amen.